in the court. This is my open up. Those are my dudes. Have you ever been in my triangle? No. Do you want to be? No. Welcome oh to God, the Dirt Bar. We can't tell them where we met, can we? I know. We, we met. That sounds really sick. Yeah, it sounds weird, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> we can't tell them where. It wasn't Tinder. It wasn't anything else. It was. We a were work. working. We were technically working. It's a secret. It's a secret. Somewhere in the Caribbean where I actually got rejected. Not from her. <laughs> <laughs> Not from her. Remember that, remember that time of security? That, yeah, do you know they kept coming to my room? Shut up. Like, every night, I heard this, <laughs> and I knew there was gonna be one of the security guards standing at my door. So we were like, uh, we were somewhere in the Caribbean, I won't mention where, Dominican. Um, <laughs> 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 and um, uh, we were like in a group chat, and she's messaging, she's like, guys, security keeps coming to my door. I'm like, they're coming for the wrong reasons. Keep in mind, she's a judo black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt, a Bellator, are you the, your second? No. Number fifth. You're number fifth. Soon to be number Soon one. Soon to be number one. Yeah. Fighters mentality. So she can most definitely handle herself, and I'm sure any partners she had or any future boyfriends or partners she has, she'll probably beat the living shit out of them if she wanted to. But I just thought, as a bloke, I need to, you know. Yeah go knock on the door and I'll be like, are you all right? So she looks at me and she's like. Yeah. I was like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm like yeah. Is someone chasing you? <laughs> I'm here to protect you. She's like, Darren? <laughs> Can we also tell the story about how you, whenever we were chased by wild dogs that you hid behind me? No, 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 no. This is a lie. No, it's not. This is not true. It's actually, I actually was like this. No, no, no. You this like, is a lie. This is, no, no, this is a lie. But this is not true, okay? Okay, shut the fuck up. It is true. No, no, sh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were like no, no, a little No, girl. hold on, no. <laughs> we, we were secretly um, escaping the hotel. Yeah, we were meant to be in quarantine. We were meant to be in quarantine. And we none of us quarantined once. Yeah, like, exactly. not even for one minute. Yeah, and by the way, guys, this is not during, before any of you fucking people start commenting, it's people like you, is because of COVID and all this shit. This was way after that. You had to be in a small bubble for a very specific reason that actually did not fucking matter. Right? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so we, escaping at what, 6 a.m.? Yeah, it was literally, it was like so early. So early. Yeah. And like running to like a beach. Mm-hmm to do some like drills, yeah. to do some drills. Which was a bad idea because it was in the sand and... <laughs> and I knew she was like black belt, judo, jiu-jitsu, all that stuff, but she's actually very, very fucking good. And it's a little bit scary. Keep in mind, there was dogs there on the way. So I stopped the dogs from attacking her multiple times. That's what I do. You know. Right, let me tell the story. So we were running, woo, and then this this like dog was like demon possessed, wasn't it? Yeah. It like came out of nowhere, and there was like one eye and shit. Yeah, there was like loads of people. And it was just us. It was like, Rawr! I would let us walk forward, and you kept running behind me, so I was in front. <laughs> you know what? You I can't even say head? anything. I can't even like intimidate her because she won't get intimidated. <laughs> no, and then on the beach, it like it ran. It, it followed it, us. It followed us out of everybody. And was just barking constantly, constantly, wouldn't stop barking. The dog followed us. Yeah, and the whole time you were like, oh, I can't keep training because the dog's here. I'm so scared. Ah! This is pure bollocks, all right? It's not. What I was saying was, 
I don't like not knowing what's coming towards me if it's behind me. Therefore, I shoot it away with a stick. No, no, then he grew a pair of balls and was like, no. got this massive stick and was like, come here after hiding behind me. Like it was, woo, switch. <laughs> Running down the beach like Tarzan with his big stick. It's like you were like fucking. <laughs> My budget smugglers. No, I didn't have budget smugglers on then. But that was, you know what? I was actually gutted that. I couldn't stay because yeah. I actually thought I would have had a really good time with yourself as well as all the other people that uh, I met there. Because yeah. the people that I met, and I'm sure you met, and this will all be revealed at some point in the next six, seven months or whatever, were good people. Like the best. You couldn't have picked a better group of people. We yeah. were all gutted when you left. Yeah, I was. You know what? I was. But I'm glad I got to meet you and yeah. a lot of other people. But I was like, shit, that would have been so much fun for yeah. sure. It's not Love Island or anything like that, so don't worry. Um, we don't do any of that shit here. Mm -hmm, definitely don't. But I'd the, rather rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> the funny thing about like going there was, I was like, okay, sick. I can claim I can be like the jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. I was like, I can claim to be the jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, did you think you were going to be the man? No, no, I was like, I can claim at least jiu-jitsu there. Because I was like, uh, Waz, was, Waz was probably equivalent to me in the sense of, the sort of personality that they wanted in terms of like yeah. coaching in the industry, whatever. And I was like, got the edge of like doing some martial arts and also known a lot of people in like that scene or whatever, as well as a bit of a football background, all this shit. She rocks up, she wasn't on our flight. She rocks up, I'm like, oh, sick, where you? She goes, MMA fight. I said, oh, sick, cool. She goes, yeah, black belt in judo and jiu-jitsu. And I thought, oh yeah, well, that's me fucking <laughs> going off. <laughs> now I've got nothing other than some followers on Instagram. Because <laughs> they were like, we were supposed to be the, I can't say the word, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I can't say the word, but I was like, oh shit. But we ended up having a good time, right? Yeah, that felt like forever. Did, um, so you got to go though, obviously because of what you do. When did you start fighting? Um, in 2014, so I did judo as a kid. My dad had three daughters and he wanted us to know how to defend ourselves. He's from Liverpool prison officer so like yeah I'm half I'm Scottish Irish so that's why you get along with very well with yeah. Molly and Paddy and all the other so it's like obviously I was born to fight and my mum's from Belfast and my dad's from Liverpool it's like that is like you're fighters you're fighters in your blood yeah. yeah so then I did judo and then when I had it, my daughter I wanted to learn striking I always love watching Bruce Lee movies love watching the Olympics boxing and started training in an MMA gym in Belfast. How old were you when you had your daughter? 18. Oh, yeah. So, and you were doing all of that at the same so time? So I was like working two jobs, full time, training, had Isabella, started like becoming obsessed with training. Like I absolutely loved it. I loved, because when I used to watch the Olympics, I didn't just like watching one of the martial arts, I loved watching all of them. And then when I learned about MMA, it was like, right, it's not just one discipline. You get to do everything and it just becomes so consuming of your mind. It's like, you want to get better, you want to learn. Then I was going to watch the, the guys fight and I was like, oh my God, and this is when Ronda Rousey had just started, like come, came into the UFC and I was like, and she had a judo background. So I was like, oh, like, could I do She's this? the ones that put initially the females on the map yeah, in MMA, like, right? Yeah, she's like the absolute ultimate pioneer. And I was like, I, I want to do this. And the guys actually really encouraged me to have a fight. So I was like the first female in Belfast to ever have an MMA fight in the Ulster Hall. It was like iconic venue. Yeah. And at that time I was like, didn't know what I was doing. I'd only trained for like six months. I was like, what, why am I doing this? 
was so nervous. I remember being in the warm up room being like, I'm gonna run out the fire exit. Like, why am I here? This is so scary. And it's still the same. You still have those same nerves, those still the same feelings. Yeah. Except you're walking out in front of arenas now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Wembley, fuck it, the three arenas in Dublin, it's like never gets easier. That those nerves never get easier. But you're just so used to that like feeling. Are you nervous to because at that moment of time, you know when you're about to step on, everything you've worked on, it's all there already. Yeah. Like it's not like you don't you don't know what you kinda have to do. Yeah. Is it more nerves of like, okay, I wanna get on now? Or is it being nervous of fighting? It's really hard to communicate what goes through your head whenever you're so like obviously that because I fight in Bell towards a big show, big promotion, like big TV deals, there's a lot of pressure. So I've, I've been used to that from the start of my pro career where a lot of people have fights on smaller shows and they can build up their skill level, build up like those feelings of, of adrenaline and dealing with the nerves. Whereas for my first professional fight, it's been like main card, then like three fights in, I was headlining in the three arena in Dublin. Like it's not normal the amount of like pressure that I've had so early in my career and I still feel like my career is so early. But like when you're like doing fight week, you're doing media, you're doing You've got all this expectation from everybody and you're dealing with all this on top of so many other pressures like of outside life yeah and it's like there's no way to communicate how intense and like you, your emotions are so heightened in every way because one minute yeah. you're excited the next minute you're so nervous you don't even yeah. want to do it the next minute you're like you want to be sick you're like i could be someone's highlight reel knockout it's gonna, you could be humiliated like and this is all you have to cope with and deal with going yeah. into a fight. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, taxing, isn't it, on your brain? Like, it's like not even, like that's not even the way, it's like you can't even describe what it's like. And it's like, then you've got obviously your weight cut, then you're like, you know, you've got so many obligations. And then like on fight day, it's just like an emotional roller coaster. Like none of us really sleep the night before. Like I'm always on quite late because it was like me and cards. So you're not fighting till like 11 the next night. And then every day you're just up and down, up and down, up and down 11. your emotions. Like sometimes, yeah, it's at 11 and I'm not fighting until. So like when you, you get to the arena, you know, you've got the camera crews, you come into a room like this to warm up. But you know, like in 30 minutes, you're about to walk out in front of, do you mean, so you go from, you go from this environment where it's like a tiny room, three mats warming up to walking out to like Thousands. madness, like madness. And it's just like, it's like the most addictive feeling, but like I do, I uh, like everybody, I don't know, but like nerves are definitely a massive part of it. But when I walk out, people are like, I'm like, you're so emotional during the day. I could be crying, I could be nervous, I could yeah. be so scared. And then everyone's like, like when you walk out, it's like there's, you're just so like in the zone. Like I remember Carl Frampton came to one of my fights in Dublin. He was like, I've never seen someone, Carl Frampton. Yeah. I've never seen someone more, zoomed in like when you come out it's just like I'm dead like I'm just like a zombie it's like I'm like there's a book called Relentless by Tim Grover and it's like it's like when you go into the zone like there's nothing can phase you you're just boom yeah it's like a different person yeah and it's weird that feeling's weird because I know as soon as I hit the warm-up room so <clears throat> I could be like up and down the motions all day on fight day but when I get to the warm-up room that's where I feel most peace it's like everything's done you've got to go out and perform but that's what I love being in like that chaos that like madness and it's like you crave that because a normal day-to-day -day person will never have those emotions they will never that's like your drug never right? have those feelings they will never know what it's like to be a fighter and it's like such a unique 
do you know like 0.1% of the population will ever know what that feels like yeah probably less but it's, yeah yeah exactly less. and especially in those kind of stages where it's like just the enormity of the event like you go into that cage and your life you know when you're walking in that cage and you're doing that walkout your life's about to change massively when you walk back out again either like you're going to be in the highest of highs of your life you're going to be yeah. like elated or you're going to be in the lowest of lows have so, you experienced both yeah like definitely you know i've had you know massive wins i've had big losses and i think mma is a sport where you need to, to be able to deal with both because it's not boxing you don't fight journeyman you don't build your record you're fighting especially for females you're fighting killers every time it's like there's yeah. no women just there to take part like everyone's there fighting for their life fighting for contracts fighting for money fighting for their careers yeah and it's just uh yeah it's it's like I always find it hard to talk about it because it's not really like something that anybody really understands unless they do it. Yeah, yeah. You try yeah. your best to communicate it, but it's just a mad life. It's just crazy. No, you can't. I don't think. Um, and do you, you can't. It's very hard. Fighting itself. Anyone that's listened to this, I don't know if you've ever got nervous when you're being confrontational with someone or you know you're going to fight, right? And imagine that on absolute steroids in front yeah. of thousands of people. And yeah. you just prob you, how could you explain that? Yeah. You couldn't. When you've had those like lows, those losses, has it been better for you? Or as, how long did it take you to come out of that headspace of fuck? Um, disappointment or anger or I don't know, what do you feel? Just like complete and utter devastation. Like your heart is just broke. Like you've just given like maybe four months of focus to this one occasion. And if you think you're going to bed thinking about it, you're waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it, you're waking up in the morning thinking about it, you're driving to training thinking about it, you're training thinking about it, you're coming home thinking about it. It's like, it just is so consuming of your mind. Yeah. And it, you know, you're so obsessed with the outcome. And then when you put all that work into that performance and you don't, don't come away with a win is like, you get depression you just like just so it's 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 hard to talk about because it's like it's maybe you so don't want to raw. think about it even no it's not even that it's just so hard again to, to explain but at the same time time is the best healer and i believe everything happens for a reason i think every win happens for a reason every loss happens for a reason and it can put you on a better path you know it can put you on a better um, I've always f felt like from my losses, I've come back a different animal. I've come back, uh, do you like, I, I lost my first professional fight and then went on a six fight win streak. And I do you had got your know, contract with Bellator. <clears throat> I, got, I did, you know, I got so much from that. You need to fail, don't you? I, th I always think to be, a, to be, a, to be a, a good champion, you have to be a good loser. You have to know how to deal with that because yeah. also you have to put it into perspective because you can become so not self-obsessed but so obsessed with what you're trying to achieve that you forget that this actually isn't life or death this actually isn't you're not the center of the world like yeah. there is bigger things going on outside yeah, yeah, yeah. and my friends are really good at putting that in my head because i could become so obsessed with winning they're like leah like you this doesn't define you like this what you do as a person that that isn't defining you who you are as a person defines you like how you treat people how you speak to people that is what is ultimately the most important thing this is your career like put it into perspective you're not dying your yeah. your daughter's healthy like you have to I, I that really helps me even on fight day it's like 
whenever I'm just like so like obsessed with like the outcome and winning and being nervous and I'm crying and I'm emotional, my friends are like, right, let's put this into perspective. This is a massive occasion, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. the outcome isn't the end of the yeah, world, yeah. even though you think it is. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And then when, um, how, far, how old is your daughter now? She's coming 12. Okay, and does your training and everything affect a lot of time that you can spend with her? Or you still get to like... Yeah. It does, of course, like, but, but it's been like that since she was born, so she okay. knows I, how hard I work and the time I have to sacrifice away from her is giving her a life that I never had and yeah. that I could never have dreamed of giving her. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> in the last six months, you know, she's been to Dubai, Barcelona, Portugal, the, the Amalfi Coast, London, Liverpool. Like, although I spent a lot of time away training, she has like an unbelievable life and pretty fucking cool having a mom that's a yeah <laughs> and she that. loves it and you know she comes over and she'll because I'm, I'm staying with molly at the minute in my camp over in liverpool so she'll come over and she loves being about liverpool and molly she's, she's surrounded by like unbelievable people that's great yeah. and she gets to see how hard i work and what she gets from that like whenever i had isabella i lived with my mom and Isabel was in the same room as me. We had, you know, I was working three jobs. I like, had no money, like totally broke. Yeah. And now Isabella lives in a massive house and Sick. wants for nothing. And it's just like all those years that I struggled so badly have paid off. That's, yeah, and will pay I mean? off even more. Well, that's it. I feel like I haven't even, I'm nowhere near my potential where I'm going to go to. So I just feel like I'm so glad I put in those time and those years. Yeah. And, and that, that time that I had to sacrifice away from her was so hard at the time, but I look back, I'm like, how did I even do that? It's like yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you have, I, mean, I guess you go through those moments to like appreciate everything now. Yeah, me more. and Molly were talking about this the other day. We were like, do you remember you were living in your nan's spare room? And I was like, and Molly was, and then I was living with my mom, with Isabella, and it, Molly used to come and stay when we were in training camps. We were still fighting on big fights. And she would have came and stayed in like my, my, our spare room that was literally about a quarter of the size of this room. And we were still as happy then as we are now. Yeah. We still had the same, the drive, the friendship, the banter. But like obviously now it's like on a different level. It's good that you can share that with someone. Yeah, it's, it's like if people could have videoed us back then and seen us now. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. We've been through so much together. And it's like, that, that's why it's so amazing obviously being here and seeing the Molly finally get the recognition that she deserves. Yeah. Because we all knew this years ago. Like I knew this years ago. Yeah. And it's just been like uncovered now. Does she support you like you support her? Yeah, oh my god, like Molly's the best. Like we both lift each other up and we're down. We both are there for each other, like no matter what. You know, I've done fight weeks together, weight cuts together, travelled around the world fighting together, like yeah. proper soul sisters. And like we just get it because we both do it. Yeah. I think that friendship's really rare as well to having two females. It is rare. It yeah. would be like, especially when you're doing stuff that's quite similar, but you also like want each other to do well. Cause sometimes you get those yeah. friendships and where sometimes like I have that with one of my best mates, James Smith and with Paul Lima, where you, with similar jobs, you're pushing each other constantly. Yeah, totally. And, you just, like, and you've got each other's back and you're just having those constant conversations to better each other, to make yeah. each other better. You know, she's really took her me under her wing because she, obviously she's a, a little bit further in her career than me and has more experience. So like with fighting, with dealing with pressure, dealing with yeah. dealing media, dealing with training, like just like little things that yeah. just help massively when I yeah. see her. And I've seen her come back from like horrific losses and shit times in her life and that really motivates me because it's like that just like never ending journey of not giving up and keeping yeah 
believing that you can achieve anything. Would um, does uh, does your daughter do any training or are you push no, her to do any martial arts? No, just, she just enjoys the fruits of my labour. So she just loves hanging out with my family. My mum, my sisters were all really close. So when I'm away doing like fight weeks or training, like she's just chilling. She likes basketball. Sick, cool. So she plays basketball. and So she's with mum now? She's, she's with my sister. Yeah, she's with my mum now, yeah. Yeah, cool. I know like people from Belfast, very family oriented as well. Yeah, so, so they're like, like at my house all the time. Like I come, if I fly back from somewhere like Within two minutes, there's like six people at my house. Like we're always together, always hanging out. Like when I go home, like I don't go out, I don't drink, don't never do anything. But all my family are around, and my sisters are around, and we do stuff. Yeah. I always find that that's the case when you come from a poor background. Yeah, we're so close. Because you have nothing else. Yeah. You can't. You don't all have money to each go other. Out. You all you have is each other. Yeah. So it's like, which I think is great, especially now with the things that you're doing. Yeah. Where where you're going is like. That's what you need at those moments. Yeah. Because you don't even need to be humbled because you've always kind of yeah, had oh, that. Yeah, we're like our feet are on the ground. Like we know what it's like to have absolutely nothing and come from nothing and have the shittest times. And then it's like, we always know the only thing that's important is who's around you. Yeah. There's a saying, it's like, it's not where you're going, it's who you're going with. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's what matters. Me. Yes. Yay. Come in. Abe, what's it called? You Hi. can come in. Huh? She's going to smash on your Saturday. What's it called? Absolutely going to smash it. When this it. podcast is finished, we're going to Trotters. I just heard you speak about what's, being poor. What are you going to get? It's a cat watch. Um, what, what are you going to get? I'm not buying off them because they've been wanting all kinds of Brewsties. We can get sorted out, but it's something to do. Certain things are dropping now. I know. They're I dropping up. It's looking. discontinued. Yeah, yeah. Because I was after a... Um, I want a Sprite because I'm left-handed. Yeah. So I have to wear my watches on the right side, but no watches built for me. What, what's your... What do you actually want? Do you actually want anything? Just or you just want to have a Sprite. Okay. This was my dad's. My dad passed away and it was his Dos Santos 500. Okay, and I've sick. got a ro one rolly when I broke my face. Nice. Who are you going with? Do you want me to come with you? Everyone. Oh yeah, okay, I'll come. Yeah, we're just waiting for you to finish. Okay. Michael, we, we won't be long. Won't be long. I just wanted to shout it. No, no. All good. Legend. Thank I you. I was just talking about you. You oh appear. so a language woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny actually? Literally just talking about where you've come from and now you're talking about getting nice watches so it's actually, her Rolex collection is like and her clothes and her trainers is like hilarious you know what? It's, it's, it's good because I I bought my first watch in like Australia I got it last last year yeah and it was uh, and I only everyone I, I started gaining a following but everyone thought I was doing really well but I actually I had no, I only had like a thousand pound in my account yeah and everyone thought I was doing well but it wasn't it was just I was still figuring things out yeah. to like build a solid But you business. need that, you, you need to go, you need to have nothing and you need to have those years of having nothing to get there, do you know what I mean? People think, that's why I was like, whenever I was like fighting for fuck all money, Yeah. I was like, why am I doing this? So it's like, yeah. you, ha you have to pay your dues, that's your, like, you have to do that to qualify, to... To, to go and yeah. enjoy, and then when I did, I was like, you know what, it's my birthday, it's my, um, be 29, that was last year, and I walked, I was in Melbourne, I was in Australia. I was like, walked into a watch shop, I was like, you know what, I wanna get a Rolex. And it wasn't even that I really wanna wear a Rolex, it was just like an East London boy, I was raised like down the road, I went to school down the road in a shitty yeah. council house, and I was like, I wanna be able to like, do a little, different like, can buy yeah. a fucking watch. And I walked in, I walked in with flip flops, a vest, and like a backpack, I was traveling. Yeah. And I just know the minute I walked in, the guy was like, how can I help you? I was like, yeah, I wanna buy a watch. I looked at Rolexes, I was like, no, you know what, I look a bit too like, too typical like Arabic Turkish looking guy with a Rolex. Yeah. I was like, Fuck that. Let me go for a Hoblo. And I looked at it and I was like, 
oh, can I get that? He was like, when are you thinking of buy? I was, now. He was like, I was like, yeah, now. I was like, and he looked at me like shocked and I was like, that's yeah. exactly like the feeling yeah. I kind of wanted and I've got myself one. And it's like, it was the pleasure of being able to do that. Because yeah. the materialist things, I don't, they don't matter. But it's like, what you do till you get to the point, like probably her now going to trials, being able to look at some watches to yeah. be able to get or do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. When's your, have you got a watch? No, no, I have thought about it, but I, I said when I win the world title, I'll nice. it. So like, that's like, not that I really overly want one, it's like, but when I win the world title, I like that's my goal, yeah. And that's your goal. What is the ultimate? Where do you want to be? Like, and I don't be like, what's your five year plan? But you want to be, be a world champion. Like, that's Bellator. my only goal, yeah. Well, wherever I am. Wherever you are. At the minute, it's Bellator. At the minute, I'm betting Bellator 145, yeah. Sick. And gonna be, soon, I reckon it will be potentially. Yeah, probably over a title shot, yeah, within the next couple of fights. Sick. I know if, like, I lost my last fight, which was a huge fight, and if I had won that, I would have got a title shot straight away, and I believe that God's given me that detour for a reason. I feel like I'm getting so much better. I feel like I'm improving so much, and my time is my, God's time is my time. Like, so you always think that your, your plans are... You have plans in your head, but I believe that God's plans are more like He has that path, and it like de he you're can religious, isn't you. it? Yeah, I'm Christian. You're so quite religious, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I believe like obviously like, I have a purpose. That so everybody's given gifts for a purpose, and to do to bring other people up, raise other people up, and you just have to keep on that journey. Like it doesn't matter. Like, you, like obviously your journey isn't like that's not the way it's going to go. It's going to go up, down, up, down, up, down. So I, like just take those losses, take those shit times on the chin, and just keep going. I'm. I'm I'm personally not a religious person, right? But I would say I'm quite spiritual. And I think there's like some connection in kind of, I think it puts you like in this humbling Zen place. And does that help you say the way you are and how you believe in God and everything? Does that help you with what you do in a sense of all this is, this is for a purpose. This is why this is happening. I've got the yeah. power of looking over me. If, if someone, like, if you could see where I've came from, like, you see, like, what I've been through in my life, because a lot of stuff I don't talk about, I don't yeah. publicise, like, I, every single step of the way, I, like, it has been God that's got me through it. And I know people, like, obviously, I come from Ireland, and I really look up to Katie Taylor, she's a Christian as well, and she said something before that people get so offended when you talk about God, you talk about, you know, or, or, you know, being a believer, it's like we're from Ireland. Like that is the core root of like our values, our belief system, our morals. And people are so whole narrative of the world of the world now is like anti, you know, God, anti everything. It's like I just hate the way the world's going, and I try and like keep talking about it because it's like that's what's the, that's why we're here. Do you know what I mean? Everybody has a purpose, and I believe that like that this is my purpose, and I wouldn't have you know if, when you trust God you follow him like you wouldn't be I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be where I am now yeah. I would say like to be to fight I have to be in the best condition physically mentally and spiritually and it brings me the closest to God when I'm walking out and I'm praying I always walk out to blinded by your grace Stormzy yeah. and it's like that's what we were laughing at because Paddy was somewhere recently and Stormzy ran up to him and was like can I have a picture oh, of Paddy one. and Paddy was like can, we, can I have a picture with you? Oh, so I, was like, I always walk out the blinded by your grace and everybody's like, you can really feel God's presence yes. when you walk out. Everybody has goosebumps. It's like special. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Because uh, when you said that, I was like, I'm sure I saw something on TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. And um, are you good for time? Um, what time is it? I'm, I'm going to have to go. you're going to have to go in a second. Did I leave my phone in? 
Yeah, no, we can go, keep going right, for another cool, five right. minutes, whatever. Um, so that's good that you feel that. And sometimes you're right, people can like, I, f I truly believe people should do and believe whatever the hell they want. I think other people can have their opinions, but I think trying to put other people's opinions, other people trying to put their opinions on what they think other people should be doing or trying to force that, I'm just like, just let other people, let Yeah, other like people of be. course, like obviously, like I believe, like I, like judgment is reserved for God and it's like, I don't judge anybody. I don't f try not to, like, f I would never f push any of my beliefs to anybody. Like I've got best friends that are Muslims, I've got best friends that don't believe in God. It's like, do you know what I mean? We're all here, like trying to do our best. It's like, I don't know, but I believe that as well. I'm so glad I couldn't actually stay at the Dominican. You couldn't what? I couldn't stay in the Dominican because I, I was like, we, like chatting to you like this because yeah. we spoke a lot. Like, yeah. Because you do spend a quite a bit of time. But if I was there for like the whole month, not only training wise as well, I know. but you just would have like clicked a lot as well. Yeah. Do you now like with your doing and because you make your money through fighting, right? As well as sponsors. Yeah. Because it can be tough for fighters to actually make a decent oh, living, yeah. right? It's like, if you want to be rich, don't be a fighter. <laughs> Go and do something else. Yeah, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not, that, we're not, none of us do this for money. We're, we do this because we are fighters and we love them. We're so passionate about it. This is not a place to make Because if it money. was for It's that, a very small percentage of people make money and do Right? That. And it must, must be even harder for, is it harder for females? To be honest, I think MMA is, MMA is one of the sports that it's more equal for, for pay, especially in like the UFC. But I'm very well looked after in Bellator. They've looked after me well since I've you know, started. And I'm one of the really fortunate people and I will never take for granted where I am. And you know, the opportunities I've been given that, I, that so many people are just still fighting for. Yeah. And they put the same amount of work in as me and they don't get this, those opportunities, which is you know, devastating, but. I don't think I would put, I don't think they would have put the same. I think it's very different. I, like, I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. You want to respect those people for what they're doing. Yeah. But the truth is, they're not you and you must be doing something different to, to gain that, whatever you're getting from yeah, sponsors, just, from Bellator. Just Bellator. from the start, like I've just done more, I've sacrificed more, I've given more, I've kept, overcame more. I believe that is the biggest reason why I am where I am because I've just always went a million steps more than anyone else. Like I, trained in Dublin for five years, driving two hours both ways, up and down the train and had it Isabella, did a run, left her to school, drove to Dublin, trained, drove home from Dublin, picked her up from school, trained that night. Like just like my work ethic has been like, just like- And people don't see that. People don't understand what, why I did that. And it's like, well look at, look at where I am now, do you know what I mean? And it's like with like, say for example, a normal job, you can go from working at nine till five o'clock and whatnot, but with what you do and how you think about things, you're 24 hours you have, consistently You're dreaming on. about your fight, you're, you're waking up stressed, you're waking up in the mornings thinking about this, it's just like, it's just like never ending. Never ending, never yeah. ending. And thank you for coming on. Anytime. I appreciate you. It's so good to catch up. I'm gonna, one day, if it's cool with you, I'm coming to Liverpool. Yeah, come to film, anytime. And it'll be great to get a video of you guys beating the living shit out of me. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, easy work, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you.